Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. My guest today is a stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and producer. You may have seen him on Just for Laughs, the Halifax Comedy Festival, or the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. He's toured all over North America and been featured on Netflix, the Comedy Network, CBC, and Yes TV, where he hosted the nationally syndicated TV show Popcorn TV for a staggering 170 episodes. He's also produced two seasons of Leland Clausen's comedy tournament, created four comedy specials, plus he was one of the first comedians ever to be invited to perform on the smash viral sensation Dry Bar Comedy. More recently, Leland has branched into film, where he has acted in several movies, including Alter Egos, Stealing the Show, Extraordinary, and Sleeper Agent, which he also wrote. Please welcome Leland Clausen. Hi, Leland. Hey, hey! Just uh, just for clarification, uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning, did you say uh, ghosts? Yes. Yeah, there you, are going to be you, some ghosts. You know, I'm extremely phasmophobic, right? Yes, I do know that, and I, have a, I I'm terrified of apparitions and ghosts and such. I see. I thought when you told me this, I thought you said plasmophobic. So I thought you were afraid <laughs> of that thing in your blood, the plasma. That does freak me out a little bit too. Okay, because there normally is a lot of blood in the podcast, but uh, oh, we took well, that. I'm fine with. Okay, yeah, that I'm fine with. Well, now it's too late to get my blood guy back, so forget that. <laughs> All right, how are you? I always like to tell people a little bit of how we know each other, uh, but like you and I go back to the very beginnings of my career in comedy. Mm. So not only. I mean, you, you've told the story many times of how, how we've met before, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, I was... Uh, I embellish it each time. <laughs> which is always better. I was like uh, 15, <laughs> 16, something like that, and I went to see one of your shows, and I was so pumped. I got to meet you afterwards. I gave you my business card because I was a magician yes. at the time. because I remember what you said to me. You said to me, uh, hey, here's my business card. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm I, You're that young. I was pretty young, though. I was it was pretty close. And then uh, you gave me a call about a year after that. You were doing season one of Leland's Clausen's Comedy Tournament, and you had a guy who was doing quite well but hadn't won the round that you were expecting him to win, and you yeah. needed somebody that he could beat. So you called me. <laughs> well, I also wanted to fill up the show, yeah, sure. and I knew you were a... a uh aspiring comedian and slash magician so i said (laughs) let's let's give it a go give him somebody so yeah i told the guy yeah drive from calgary to winnipeg that'll be worth the trek because you should likely win the contest and he did not win you beat him because you were hilarious well uh and it, it started or maybe that's the magic you just put on me you put a spell on me and i was like this guy's hilarious maybe you weren't yet i don't know the ghosts, the ghosts and I were friends even back then, so I had ways. <laughs> we uh, and and we became we became friends after that. You helped me get into Rumors Comedy Club and have uh, been a, a steady companion throughout my long and winding career in stand-up comedy. So uh, that's that's how we know each other is for from ever ago. 
Yeah. That's not actually. Well, you're, you're a funny guy. So well, that's, um, that's <laughs> I was just uh, promoting a funny guy is, is how I felt like this guy's a, a good guy that I like and he's funny. So yeah. I'll... This was after the, the, you realized I wasn't just uh, some weird magician kid though. I'll be honest. Well, when that, I... That's probably the spell. That you that had on spell. Me, I still, that yeah. it was like it was like a love potion spell that lasted just a little <laughs> yeah, bit too long. Weird. You're only now coming out of it going, what did I do? You're just yeah, waking up. I promoted was, him to who? Exactly. It was strange. I I it took a long time to get uh, that's why I'm scared of that's why I'm phasmophobic. That's why you're phasmophobic, yeah, which is a word I always knew and not not just today. Um <laughs> I had to, to be honest with you, I had to look it up. <laughs> you looked it up for the joke? <laughs> for the joke. I had to look it up. It's a good lesson just, for you, young right comedians. I got on the phone with you. I did a quick little Google search. And I'm like, what is it called? You're scared of ghosts? Phasmophobic. Got it. That'll be a fun thing to say right at the beginning of the interview. And, and it was. And it was. The research needed for I did a research. good joke. Yeah, good. That's right. Pay attention, young <laughs> comics. Uh, I could uh, I could shoot the breeze with you for a long time because we have a lot of stories together. We've done a lot of work together, but that's just not that's not how this show goes. I'm not uh, the only host here, and uh, I can already sense a chill in the air. Oh, so no. brace yourselves for <laughs> for the first oh, for our first visitation. No, I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to. The day you decided to become a comedian. Ah. This is interesting for me because I know that you were in school for a very different career. You were not at the Humber Comedy College. You were at, what were you studying? I was studying, by the way, who does the voice work? Is that the the guy from SpongeBob? The pirate? No, he's not dead. Um, So this was... This is a ghost. He is. He was a comic from the, I believe, late 1700s, something like that. Oh wow! And he died uh, during a show, and mm-hmm. uh, he's been he's been with us ever since. Uh, okay. Well, uh, sorry. Sorry to derail again. Thirty three years. But yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I took anthropology in university. I think is is where you're leading with this. Correct. And tell tell the people who um are not as smart as me. What is anthropology? Anthropology is just the study of man. Study of man. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's in many forms, right? Like there's, there's many sub-disciplines. There's archeology. span There's cultural anthropology, ethnology. That was my main sub-discipline, the study of cultures. Uh, Linguistics is also in there. It's so bizarre. And I know we've talked about this off mic, but that doesn't count. Um, What, like, what would bring you as I know you now, and it just feels so out of place for you to be sitting in a classroom and <laughs> like being so devoted to such an honestly an obscure field. Like what that's, brought you to it and what brought you super, out of it, most importantly? Super hurtful. Is it um, <laughs> good? That's I, that was the intention behind it. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'll break it down this way. It's gonna sound crazy, but I'll come back around and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll salvage this. When I was in uh, high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And a buddy of mine came up to me. He's like, hey, man, uh, I need a roommate next year in university in Saskatoon because I was living in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have the money for that. And he's like, no, I'm just getting a student loan. You should do that. You can do it too. And I was like, will I qualify? And he's like, yeah. And so he brought the forms and I filled them out. (laughs) And uh, then he was like, hey, now you got the, we just got to apply for school. 
um, you need a major. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. He's like, just pick anything. You, you, we'll go arts for you. And like, he was digging commerce himself. And I guess he didn't right. want me in commerce. He's like, you just, <laughs> let's just stand <laughs> separate side of the school. Yeah. Let's just be separate. I, I live with you, but I don't want to be in school. With you. And so I was like, I, dude, I have no idea. And then he said to me, and I'm, this is absolutely true. He said, uh, Leah Dorian is taking anthropology. <clears throat> And, and Leah Dorian, as you see, I got all choked up about her. <laughs> Leah Dorian was hot. And so I was like, okay. And I didn't have one class with her. So that backfired. <laughs> uh, but then I switched to, uh, the real part is I switched to history. Uh, I started going to a, a, a counselor there who just gave me horrible advice. It's right. good, but it's also terrible advice. The good uh, advice was, you know, take something that you enjoy. But the, the part, bad part of that advice is like, don't worry about a job. Just take something you enjoy and it'll turn into something. And it did not. Right. So I, I took history. And then after a while, I was like, you know, I'm really digging the ethnology. I'm really digging these, this cultural, like just studying cultures and, and how it's just very interesting to me. Okay. Uh, it still is. Still so, absolutely is. So I switched and, and, and finished my anthropology degree. So I can see that in you. I can see you becoming fascinated with something. I can see you putting the hard work and studying it. So how many years in do you decide, no, this isn't for me. I, I need to, like, I'm not talking about when you started dabbling in comedy. I want to know <clears throat> when you were like, nope, I'm doing, I'm doing comedy. Um, okay, so I, I got my degree in anthropology. I was in my last year when I met my wife, my now wife, um, my first wife, I should say. <laughs> Your current and first wife. Way, <laughs> I, who knows? Way better than the other anthropology thing. I don't know how old this podcast is going to be. This podcast could be several years old, but I mean, this as soon as she comes to her senses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she realizes how horrible I am. No. Um, so I got, so I, I finished my, my, cause I finished what I start. So I finished my degree. I'm like, I'm not going to not finish now. I'm not going to yeah. go, you know, whatever, three years in. And so I finished my degree and then uh, it's just always something I wanted to try, I guess. And uh, I got enough, enough courage after being married for a year or so. Uh, my wife beat all the pride out of me. <laughs> So I was like, well, I might as well go humiliate myself on stage as well. Um, humiliate is the word I was trying to say. I don't know what came out of my mouth. Humiliate, phasmophobic. I was going to um, say, you know, phasmophobic, but humiliate, that was one, one step too tough. far. Yeah. Humiliate. I was humiliated. Yeah. So then I just started getting on stages and, and, uh, here we are, 26, 27 years later. Or no, you're shooting too fast into the future. <laughs> you, oh, there is, there is, there is a big difference between getting on stage and going. This is what I'm doing for a career. Like, forget the degree I now have. Like, what's the moment where it's like this is my career now? Even getting on stage, I, again, I like to finish what I start. Right. <laughs> so. I'm not going to just dabble in something. And I had a crappy job. It's not like I had a, a, a job curating a national museum or something, which right. I think is the only thing you can do with an anthropology degree. That would have been good. Yeah. Corporations sometimes hire you because they're like, hey, we just need to tick off a box so yeah. we can go drill oil here. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, let me go down there and anthropologize this thing up. <laughs> Um, yes, there are people and cultures on this land. Feel free to dig oil. <laughs> there's, yeah, it's, there's cultures here, and they're really mad about you coming here. Okay, thanks. Thanks for your work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Money, 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 money. <laughs> I'm assuming that's how it works. I've never been hired to do that. Let's say yes. Okay, so you. So, so I, yeah, I, 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 that was a goal. Like once I started getting on stages, and I was like, yeah, no, I can do this. Then it was like, okay, so how do I get paid to do this and paid to do this forever? Wow. And 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 so I just that was an early early goal of it. I didn't get on stage to like, well, I just always wanted to try it. So I thought I'd try it. And then, and then I stopped. It's like, no, no. It's like, if I'm going to do this, then let me see what this is like. Let me, let me what, was, what was it about stand-up that made you commit to yeah. it? You know, part of it, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's, it was spite. Spite from who, who, who are you, who were you spiting? I told my brother, I wanted to try it. For example, I told my brother, Hey, I think I want to give stand-up comedy a try. Yeah. And my brother said to me, the first words out of his mouth was, um, Leland, it's not like you're going to get your own show or anything. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to prove to you <laughs> and everyone else <laughs> that when I want to do something, I do it. So it was horrible what spite that. What that year was me. this? Well, this is early on, like the uh, 90, 96, maybe something like okay. that. Okay. And you did get your own show. You've got, you've had several of your own shows. <laughs> yeah. That showed you less. <laughs> Has who's less, less ever, now who's more and who's less <laughs> has less ever formally apologized and could we get him on the podcast to do so <laughs> no and likely not <laughs> all right well i have connections so we'll send the ghosts over to haunt him first and then oh, we'll, and then we'll get oh, him to do the. Well, he's way more phasmophobic than i am <laughs> and he's humiliated by that he's humiliated by that just so you know so this has been almost 30 years now and oh hang on are you hearing that? Do you hear those bells? No. Oh, oh, oh. Why are you Say doing yes. this? Why Say are yes. you doing this to me? Yes. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What is the one comedy skill you're honing right now? Oh, I like that. Okay, so that's perfect segue because 30 years you've been doing this. And, well, 26, you know, 27, yeah. We, we talked with uh, Dean Jenkinson on the podcast uh, a while back. And Lovely fella. Wonderful man. And he was saying that you're, you're never really finished as a comedian. There's always something new that you're- Like he was saying that about me? About you specifically. <laughs> you he know, Leland's never really finished. He's, he has <laughs> never, never cracked this yet. Uh, so <laughs> what I want to know is what, right. what is that one skill- that you're working on right now as a comedian? Well, I would say in the last few years, I mean, you're always honing bits. That, that's for sure yeah. a thing. Um, I do think, uh, you know, there was an old adage that after seven years, it takes you seven years to find your voice as a comic. Um, I, I found that to be true. Um, but I've had my voice now for, you know, almost 20 years in stand-up. Yeah. I've really started doing a lot more like I do a writing group every, every couple of weeks we get together on a big zoom thing and, and present some jokes and, and we kind of help each other out with stuff and, and have like, I'm looking at a, a sheet yeah. right now. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I, it's not great stuff. I still don't like my favorite thing now. And this is what I work on and hone on. This is taking, I'm taking a long time to get there yeah. uh, is, is storytelling. I, I really love telling a good story. Mm. And, and so that has really become, that has really kind of taken over, my act like you know I'm, I'm still very physical and i still do those things and I, I incorporate everything i've always incorporated into my stand-up which is a very physical high energy uh self-deprecating kind of act but yeah. i i incorporate those things within a lot more storytelling now like i i love 
I love just weaving a story. As long as you get the laughs per minute when you're weaving a story, it's 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 my favorite kind of stand up. Yeah, because I'm assuming that is a pitfall with with writing a story is that yeah. you're not you you have you know you have a beginning, middle, and an end. But with uh, your with shorter bits, you know you're getting all the laughs. So with stories, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that those laughs are coming. And how do you, so how do you do that? How do you make sure? Okay, I gotta. Like you said, the laughs per minute are, are high. Yeah, I mean, you, you go through the story and you, well, like, I mean, I, t- I usually take a story on stage and I see where I'm getting laughs and I'm like, okay, well, there's, I need something else in here. Are you writing it down on, on paper or on the computer or are you just recording it or just remembering it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little of all of that. I, I, I do record stuff that I'm telling, like with the writing group, especially, I, I, I'll just write out the whole story and, and mm-hmm. present it to them. And and they'll give me some punches here and there and, and help help me kind of see, you know, that that last part really wasn't, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't really work for me or, or whatever. So then I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I sense that from the audience, they, they seem to, so what what's happening there in, in that part of the story? Am I still building? Because that's an important part of the storytelling too. It's not just laughs per minute which is important especially for a comedian right comedians forget (laughs) that crucial yeah but it's also like am i building this story does it have a a a great ending is it worth the the ride is it worth the ride yeah wow have you have you always been a person who writes with other people or is this relatively new no i mean i've i off and on have done that i've always found it to be not as an effective way of writing for me and not as fun a way of writing for me, for me getting on a stage and just trial and erroring, erroring, humiliating, erroring. <laughs> we have a theme. <laughs> um, so what has changed your mind then with working with others? Do you enjoy it now or are you still kind of fighting through it? Yeah, no, I, I don't like it as much. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but it, it, I mean, it's a discipline thing. That's why I'm doing it. It's like, okay, so I, I joined this group so that I can, I'm forcing myself to, because here's the other thing too. I'm I'm writing a lot of scripts and things like that right now too. Yeah. And I can get really focused on, on the business aspect of comedy or the writing scripts aspect of comedy or the, you know, all those other things and start to neglect my actual act. So the writing group is a way for me to not neglect my act and go, okay, yes, I, I need to purposely be purposefully be uh, working on this. But yeah, mm, I still prefer like really cool. listen. There's bits. Uh, I remember watching Dane Cook, and he started doing this this thing with this bit, and I was like, that is just hilarious and so random and so weird. And then I, I it dawned on me, I was like, oh, he wrote that on stage. That's that's a and I can kind of tell on a comic when I watch him. Right, oh, that's a stage written bit, as opposed to oh no, that was a bit he he brought to stage and and has been honing you know writing down, going back and writing. But you can tell when a bit is just what like i make a lot i make mistakes a lot i don't know if you can tell i make a lot of mistakes and a lot of that i'm like oh that really worked that mistake i'm just going to bring that back and now this story has enough laughs per minute because i i you know whatever that's interesting and some of that doesn't work but i i do love when that does work and when you you know i've got this whole bit on my my knee operation and it was just a series of me not being able to get this story together and i'm like that really worked and so I, I do that when I do that bit, yeah. uh, it's just mistake, 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 mistake. So the bit truly isn't about the knee operation. The bit now is like, oh, Leland's got this great bit where he can't tell this story properly. <laughs> well, I mean, partially, I mean, it's not the, that's, it is about my knee, but, but yeah, there's, 
there's a few mistakes in there that really make it a fun, fun yeah. story. And it, and it makes it more abstract too. And it breaks up, you know, that you don't really know what you're, what's, what, what to expect. Exactly. And, and half the time with storytelling, it's about the storyteller. Yeah. Not the story that you're telling. Ooh, I like that. And you just write it down and you paused, I, didn't you? you just do I am writing down. this like, down. I am literally writing this down really <laughs> about the storyteller. They, they want to hear, look, if you, if you got rapport with a crowd and you start telling them stories, they're like, oh, what is it? What happened? Tell me. Cause I want to hear what you did because it's about you yes. and you are funny to me. Right. So tell me that's, that's kind of what storytelling uh, for a comedian is in my mind. It's like the opposite thing that happens when that really boring guy at a party shows up and starts talking to you. You go, right. I, don't, I wouldn't care if he said, have I ever told you about the time that that tiger bit my hand off? And I'd be like, oh, my word, I still don't want to hear it from you. Yeah. Give this story to a professional and maybe I'll listen. Right. Uh, and I'm sorry to cut this part of the conversation short here, but I'm sensing something else, buddy. Oh, no, no. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. What is one thing you're working on now that you most want to see happen? Oh, we're okay, stepping into the future. Yeah, first of all, we, yeah. we need to get save up all your lozenges for the future because yeah. that is what is needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he's, he's talks like that even when he's in a good mood. Like, oh, wow. I've, I've had a conversation with him. I don't think you can hear me now. I've had a conversation with him <laughs> about like the day that he you know met his wife it was this beautiful story and the whole time he's just like i was weeping because i knew i would be complete forever and i'm like oh boy this is just it just makes it sense. anyway um so it's what the storyteller not the story right that's exactly that's... boom i did write it down uh <laughs> so what is the one thing you're working on right now that you most want to see happen i think a lot of that is for me is is it, like i mentioned it a little bit earlier the movies uh i've got a I've got a superhero comedy script that I am uh, just itching to to do. Uh, yeah, I've got a few other projects like that. Uh, that's really, and I know that's like, hey, that's not stand up, but it's also it's doing the same thing. It's just a different medium, as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. What, so um, what it, is it, what is it then about the movies that draws you in so much? Because I, I know you personally that you've you have really put your foot in this world uh, quite successfully. I might add in the last number of years. So what is it that just keeps bringing you back? You know what? It's, it's the storytelling aspect. Mm. It, it's, it's the same process, just a little bit, a little bit different. I love it. I love telling stories and, and TV and film is, is another way to do that. I, I like, I'll, listen, I'll never abandon stand up. I love getting in front of a live, I was gonna say studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so you do want to abandon stand up. Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> As long as it's televised, yeah. I won't abandon stand-up. As long as there's a crowd there and cameras yeah. rolling, of course I won't abandon stand-up. <laughs> that's, that's instant feedback. But it's still, it's that whole thing. Like I've really, I really enjoy uh, making people laugh. I really enjoy telling people stories. That's what film and television is, is, is for me. It's just another medium to do the same thing. That's really cool. So like always, since we're almost at the end, I need to remind you that this is no accident that the ghosts have brought us to these three places. So tell me, Leland, mm. what have they taught you? Well, I know that the future needs lozenges. <laughs> no, not the ghosts specifically. Sorry, <laughs> I should have been more clear. What the, <laughs> the places they brought you, how have you been changed? What have you learned? 
Wow. What were the questions again? I don't remember. I'm, I only thing I've learned so far Are is I'm serious? having trouble saying the word humiliating. So we brought you back to the day you decided to be a comedian. Be the, comedian. the skills that you're honing as a storyteller now, and the fact that you want to keep pursuing movies. What throughout this journey? What have you? You know, it doesn't really work if I have to remind you of everything because <laughs> it really shows that you Just haven't learned anything. Part. I haven't learned. That's what I've learned. That I don't learn. <laughs> I never learn. And that's why my career's in a rut. Can, you know what's interesting is, and, and forgive me for, for jumping in here, but uh, I feel like it's the exact opposite. Oh. I feel like when I look at your life through the lens of where the ghosts have brought us today, that you are a person that does learn. You are a person that <laughs> that grows and that finds things. So let me explain what I mean. You got into school because you were <laughs> didn't know Neil what you Leodorian. wanted to do. Yeah, you were pursuing yeah. a girl, and you didn't know what you wanted to do with your life. Someone else threw you into that school, and you were mm. like, okay, I guess. And you got there. You started doing stand-up. And then even the beginning of your stand-up starts on not great terms. It starts, mm. from your words, spite. Yeah, in 1996, sure. you do, you're in it because of spite. And you say, I want to finish what I started. But at the same side, what stood out to me is that you didn't finish, you finished getting your degree, but you didn't get a career in anthropology. So in a sense, it's not just that you want to finish what you started. It's that there was something about it that was bigger than spite that made you fall in love with it. <laughs> And to me, <laughs> that becomes evident because as you keep growing, you are falling in love with the discipline of stand-up comedy. You are doing things that you don't want to be doing that are going against your nature just so that you can get better at this thing that you love. You don't do that out of spite. You start becoming leaning more into storytelling. You want to build the story, asking questions, is it worth the ride? You're, you're going deeper and deeper. And so much so, finding this thing that you love, telling stories, that you're now spending a huge chunk of your time writing and acting in movies so that you can mm. keep telling stories and quote what you said at the end, you just really enjoy making people laugh and telling stories. Well, uh, okay. So, so here's, here's the, the purpose behind what I do now, as I've learned, like this is a, on a more spiritual context. This is uh, I'm, I'm supposed to do this and, and, and supposed to do art, whether it's stand up movie, TV, stuff like that, because I, I am to be a healer hmm. that has been revealed to me. <laughs> hmm. I'll say it. I'll say it that way over the years. This, that is my purpose of, of standup comedy. So when, when, when people come in and they just need a laugh because stress and they just want to forget about something, that's my purpose. When I'm, when I've got a story that I'm telling through film even um, and somebody, it just it really touches them because they can relate it, it's healing it's that's my purpose that's really cool with with whatever i do and you know what to see that arc you talked about uh is, is it worth to healing spite <laughs> to healing is it worth the ride is the journey worth the ride and yeah. that's that's a really cool uh little story that you've weaved for us today Thank you very much, Leland. Uh, Mr. Clausen, where, where do people find you if they want to find out more, which I'm sure they do? LelandClausen.com. That's one E in Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D, Clausen, K-L-A-S-S-E-N.com. And then from there, you can find all my socials and all okay. the stuff.
Sweet. And we will put a link in the show notes to Leland's website so you can check him out. Thank you so much for being on the show, Leland. This was such a pleasure to get to chat with you like this. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And a big thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And most of all, thank you to all of you for listening. And please, would you do us a huge favor? Would you continue to subscribe to us? Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. It really helps us out. It helps other people find this show as well. Hey, I'm Matt Falk. Until next time, God bless us, everyone. Unless you're phasmophobic.